I want to share with you a reflection written by Lauren Winner. Uh, she is a professor of theology at Duke Divinity School and also an Episcopal priest and acclaimed uh, writer. And so she writes about uh, our passage from Revelation this morning. I know that sometimes it is hard for me to lay claim to the reality and promise of the Easter season. Sometimes I look out the window and see resurrection everywhere, but sometimes I just see brokenness. Sometimes that is all I see when I look in the mirror, too. On these days, it is hard to remember that Christ has triumphed already over all of this. There will come a day when I will look out the window and be unable to see any brokenness because all my attention will be fixed on Christ's glorious return in the clouds. That day is not yet here, though. Here at the beginning of Revelation, there is a clear sense of expectation precisely because, as John's audience knew well, God's triumph is not finished yet. The challenge of Easter is to preach resurrection and triumph without evading real, present suffering. John's tripartite sense of time may help us. Christ has done this, and Christ is doing this, and Christ will do this again. He was and is and is to come. I thought Lauren's words were a great jumping off place for us this morning when looking at that reading from Revelation. Revelation has a uh, kind of a bad rap being the last book in the Bible and that it has a very apocalyptic view of Christology and our being in this world. And for some, it's very hard to read because it is one poetic in nature because of the visionary and the beauty that is, was given to John as he was writing this, just about 60 or so years after Jesus' death. And so we don't really touch on it all that much, but all throughout the season of Easter, the seven weeks of Easter, we'll have a reading from Revelation. And whether my brothers who are preaching those Sundays, if they touch on it, I'm not sure, but read you have all the readings. Make sure you, you read them and, and, and look at them, even if they're not preaching on them. But I wanted to touch on this one because it was connecting us to who we are today and Easter. I don't know about you, but last week was magnificent. This place was filled with flowers and music and people, and we were buzzing because we were celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. And then what happens? It all goes away. We have the Paschal candle, the new light of Christ, but everything else is gone, all of the hoopla. Well, that's what life is as Christians. There's not a lot of hoopla. There's a lot of pushing through, getting through the everydayness. But I think we so often make that change too quick. We had this great celebration, and then we went back to our daily life. We went back to what we do all the time. And that's okay, but there's still that but hanging out there. 
and just have like just causing some tension and some friction in our life. And so when Lauren says when she looks out the window and sees brokenness, or when she looks in the mirror and sees brokenness, well, that's, that is life. That is what we see. But knowing that Christ's triumph hasn't yet come, we must endure. And that's what this whole revelation to John is about. John was writing this to those communities that were mentioned in Asia Minor, writing to them those who believed in Christ, who didn't have to see him yet believed, that they must endure until that time comes through whatever hardship or brokenness that is in their midst, endure. And for those who were with Caesar and the Romans, that they needed to cut off their ties to that devil, as he thought of it, and come to the right side, perhaps, the light side, and be with Christ's followers and endure. And even if there is brokenness or hardships, to endure. But there's a line in the reading today that says, Jesus came for all of us out of love. All of us. And that that love endures and remains through all time. And because of that love, Christ made us a kingdom of priests. Now, I don't know about you, but I think I'm the only one in here that has this hard plastic white thing around my neck this morning. But you all are priests. You might not have the fancy Latin certificate in your office or home, but you were all made priests by your baptism, by your belief in Christ. And just as it is my responsibility to do priestly duties, whether it's to pray and offer healing and praise to God, to show kindness to the stranger, to help the sick, you too are admonished to do the same. And so this passage from John reminds us of that, of our job, because if we do all of those priestly things in the world, well, I would bet some of that brokenness and hardship would ease, because we're helping one another, we're looking beyond ourselves, and we're allowing Christ's love to enter into those places that need to be filled. Being a priest is not easy. It's probably, this collar is probably the largest projection screen on the planet, bigger than an IMAX screen, because all of people's lives get projected and the world's problems get projected onto this, because I'm the one standing up front. But it doesn't have to be like that. If we each take a part, if we each do our part to show kindness and provide prayer and healing and love, to one another, well then that all subsides and we're in this together. Because that's what Jesus wanted us to do, to be in this together. He called his disciples together and sent them out two by two because they couldn't do it alone. And we know this because we see it in the readings from Acts and we see it in what he said to them today and that you ha cannot doubt but you have to believe 
And John ends the passage saying that God is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And that because we know that the Lord's triumph hasn't come yet, we will in time and on that day, we will see it happen and it will be glorious. So what does this mean for you today, right now, this week? Well, a lot. It means when you look out and you see brokenness, that you're not alone. When we hear of terrible things that happen to our brothers and sisters in other faith communities, we pray. And we ask God to intercede and provide healing and um, some clarity in this world as to why terrible things happen to people who um, don't deserve it, don't need it, um, and it shouldn't be a part of our lives. But we also find space to know that we endure as hard as it might be and in our daily routine that is what we have to do endure until he comes in majesty clouds descending upon our planet and into our lives for he is the beginning and the end and Christ was and is and will be in our lives. We remember that each and every time we receive the bread in our hands and we drink the wine from the chalice. Christ is and was and will be again. May this Easter season for you be one filled with joy and endurance, but most importantly, love. Amen.